It brings me great joy, <laughs> literally and figuratively, to be talking to our two guests today. I've spoken to them both over many years, and uh, they're back in the studio with something very, very different. Great joy in Lovu, I know as a visual artist, um, I know him through the work that he's done, and I've been to his exhibitions in the past. Um, and Dr. Nduduzo Makatini is a pianist, a researcher, an educator, a sangoma, and also, I suppose one could say, an academic, but that seems to be part of the bigger picture that we're looking at today. The art exhibition, musical performance and lecture that we're going to be talking about is called Omens of Gratitude. And I thought a lot about that when I, when I, when I got it, because I th I've always thought of omens... I suppose it can be a good thing, a good omen, yeah, but I always feel like omens are a bad thing, which I'm sure they're not as well. But So it's wonderful to have Nduduzo and Great Joy in the studio to talk about omens of gratitude. Gentlemen, thank you so much, and I appreciate both of you being here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Just um, talk to us about Great Joy. We'll start with you. This idea of joining the visual with the musical. I mean, it makes complete sense, and it's happening more and more. But for you, what was that process of wanting to do that? Actually, it was more about intertwining music and, and art. Um, it just came up as an idea. It's something which we spoke about in passing. And we were quite excited. Actually, this works, you know. We can create something very different and very unique for our audience. Um, I believe there's so much to be learned in, in music and both visual arts. So intertwining it, actually, it's, it's, it's working, so to say. So we're quite excited about the idea and we're looking forward um, for people to, to actually receive it and hear the reviews. So, you know, when I think about the idea of intertwining, there might be yeah. a couple of ways of doing it. Yeah. And uh, Nduduza, I'll ask you about that. There could be the way that you have your music. We just played one of your songs. Yeah. Um, we played Amatambo, which means bones. Yeah. Um, you could have your music and then Great Joy could decide to create art around what he hears. Yeah. Or yeah. Great Joy could create artworks and you could create the music around sure. what you feel about that artwork. Sure. Or you could both work together at exactly the same time, yeah. which could be an unusual space because then you're really starting to think about jazz music or jazz as a visual form as well, which is that creation exactly. at the same time. Exactly. Which one is it? Well, I think it's all of those modalities put yeah. together at different stages. Mm, I think um, what it is quite central for, for us really is the thematic materials. So we pick from these thematic things and, and expound them, whether to image or to a sonic. Mm. But I, I definitely feel that there is a, a much bigger response to some kind of uh, brokenness in a sense of these art disciplines uh, were never really separated in the, in the first place. So I think there, there is a, a way in which we consider uh, the, the post-colonial moment as yeah. the moment in which we bring all of these bones together, these, these desperate parts of being and these yearnings. And I think the more we exercise intertextuality is the more we increase the, the possible vibrational depth 
as a way of responding you know to to societal things mm. i mean uh, great joy's work really speaks to this uh, everyday emotion and he animates them in these uh, potent ways yeah and i i can relate to that because i'm dealing on the one hand with the issues of the body and transcendental ideas mm. but understanding that the body houses all of these things and so there's a much deeper consideration through what I call ritual technology as a way of aligning the bodily things to kind of succumb to a much bigger dimension. So I think we are really led by these themes that we mm. we bring about and um, in a sense then allowing for some kind of guidedness to articulate. So as you were talking, and I forget what the term is, I suddenly thought about that term where there are people who um, see music in colors. Precisely. <laughs> and, and I started yeah, to think, yeah, wow, yeah. I wonder if this is actually like a, a, a way of actually doing it, but, but consciously doing it, saying, exactly. okay, how do we think about music in colors? And I forget, as I say, I forget what the term yeah, is. It's, it's yeah. an extraordinary uh, experience, I yeah, imagine. Yeah. Talk to us a wa- about what that is. I mean, when you do it, Great Joy, when you think about that music in terms of colors or colors mm. in terms of music, mm. how does that play out? I think, you know, when we're talking about colors, it's something which comes at you uh, naturally. You know, you don't have to think about it. So on our rehearsal with Ndutuzo, Dr. Ndutuzo Makatin, it was quite a beautiful uh, a feeling whenever I was listening to, to the rhythm. So it's like you caught in the moment and you actually go with the flow. You don't have to force it. You don't have to think much. Just have to go with the energy around you. So for me, energy converts into color. And Energy you know, ideas converted to sketches, then sketches convert into something of substance, and that's the emotion on the physical matter of the canvas. Wow. Okay, wait. It's beautiful. You got to do that. Say that <laughs> again, because that's 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 the circle of life. Yeah. Energy converts into color. Yes. Continue. Then, then color converts into. The energy, the energy converts to color, then it converts to the substance, the physical matter on canvas. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So then the physical matter on canvas converts into omission, uh, into emotion, emotion which converts is converts back into energy again. Yeah. So it is a perfect circle. Yeah. In terms of what you're doing. A- absolutely, absolutely. So music for me is a big thing. Yeah. I listen to it different genres, but whenever I'm working. You know, I look like what Dr. Ndutuzo Makatini said, like both of these um, art, art divisions, they, they are part of one umbrella, mm. you know. Yeah. So we get inspiration from musicians. Musicians also get inspirations from, from us. So it's quite a beautiful uh, synergy, you know, yeah. between uh, both, uh, both, division, both divisions, art divisions. So I'm really quite blessed and grateful for, for this collaboration because I know it's going to inspire a lot of young people out there and there's just so much to come after this because we also want to create like um, a catalog resume so actually Nduduzo, oh, Dr. Nduduzo Makatini uh, titled uh, 10 pieces so I'm actually exhibiting 10 pieces so we're creating what we call like a catalog resume for omens of gratitude we're gonna uh, um, launch a book for omens of gratitude which talks about collaboration and talks about you know his themes the thematic approach the subject matter and 
eventually we would like to have those books, you know, at, in high schools, primary in and whatnot. Schools, yeah. So people can get educated by modern contemporaries. So it's quite a beautiful collaboration and we want to take it further internationally. I love what you say about modern yeah. contemporaries. And yeah. it, it reminded me of the fact that yesterday I was listening to something around the fact that it's been 40 years since Madonna, the artist, the musician, yes. started singing. I mean, that's unbelievable to think yeah. that she's been around for 40 years. Yes. And the person who was talking about that 40 years was talking about the fact that we forget that she was part of a whole world that was going on in New York with um, the artist Jean, uh, Jean-Paul Jean Bascat yeah. and various different other artists yeah. as well. And I suppose what, what struck me when you were talking, Great Joy, and I suppose... Is, is this idea of this community yeah. that is sent to us as, you know, we just the people who are here and like, but there is a community of artists and creatives. Mm-hmm. And if we choose to listen and to watch, they can offer us something quite extraordinary in terms of our own soul and our own spiritual growth. Yeah. Nduduza, I imagine you work a lot in that space. Definitely. Um, I think um, every generation has its own energy. Uh, Babu Lififitlade says it mm. so beautifully. You know, he speaks about the 70s, 80s as this like black consciousness movement, as an energy of fire. So each generation, you know, has, has its own energy. And um, I think the more we think of collaboration as a way of voicing all of these um, collective intentions. True there is a sense in which then um, they get charged much deeper than, you know, our individual kind of projects. Mm. Uh, So also I think uh, if we think about black cosmologies or what we could call African cosmologies, Mm. there is a sense in which it's really driven by the communal properties of it. So when even we speak about being, we always put it in the context of a whole. So I think it's all of these fragmented parts of being that are, are really reuniting. I think it's much deeper. And, and that idea of an omen, of course, it speaks to the symbolic uh, intentions about these things, that there is a, a need, an urgent need to kind of gather our energies around very specific visions. And especially as we see that the world is getting more and more into this out of tuneness there's a need for us to create an invitation to some kind of collective memory to invoke a kind of collective essence. So I think thematically, definitely, we're part of a broader message of a generation. You know, you've nailed it. I've been thinking about how, so next year we know is going to be a really tough year. Globally, I mean, we just look at the geopolitics, but locally as well. We're going to have elections and there's going to be a lot of push. And I started to think, what do I have to do to strengthen my core for a year like that? And I've never, ever thought about it like that. It's like, no, to be prepared for something like that, your core has to be strong. And I just think, okay, how does the community start to strengthen its core? And what does the community do? What do you think the community does to strengthen the internal, the core? I'll start with you, Great Joy, and then I'll introduce, if I may, I'll move over to you. you. I think uh, such initiatives as like creative collaborations, mm. I think they are very important mm. because it starts with listening to each other, like you said. It starts with, you know, doing outreach programs and 
having that united front, I think that works. When things are hard, you need people and you need community. You need a supportive system, a healthy system also, not a manipulative one. So I think if we have that, you know, we can, you know, we can succeed in a lot of things, even in difficult times, you know, yeah. Well, I couldn't agree more. I I think the general um, uh, kind of was creating a dis-ease or this kind of uneasiness is uh, that uh, humanity has uh, produced so many forms of dislocatedness that even our our being suffers these dislocatednesses and um, in a sense of uh, understanding the self. Mm. And and sometimes it's difficult to really contribute to collective efforts if the, the, the work of the individual is not really addressed. Mm. So there is a sense in which we're looking at two itineraries. On the one hand, there are all of these collective efforts that we are making. But I think there has to be even a greater uh, attention to the self. And uh, there is a way in which becoming a better person is a better contribution to the collective. And and so for me, I've been thinking about these modalities of alignment. What are these things? What are these rituals that really uh, bring these aspects of one that seem to be so dislocated? Mm. And, and there are many forms of dislocatednesses. There are historical ones. There are epistemic ones where, where people don't really know their ways of being. There are linguistic ones and, and where, you know, we, we step out of our own languages and as a result, we operate from a foreign world. Yes. So, so, so there is a sense in which we, we need to address these issues uh, um, as a kind of like self-realization projects. You know, yeah. and um, and I think in that way to produce an orchestra sound, you have to sp- spend a lot of hours in isolation. So I think somehow we need that isolation period, this liminal passage, mm. so that we the we space really gather between, the we, liminal the, space. That between. liminality is so necessary for us to compose the self into a functional togetherness. It's 9.40. We're chatting to uh, two great uh, artists, musicians, great joy and love, Nduduzo Makatini. They are working together on a project. We'll find out where you can see it when we come back. Just a quick sticks, uh, response. Uh, someone saying, great, oh, this is Graham, great job, y'all. Michelle, and what a big piece, Tambo, to open this dialogue. Big up, I love it. That's from Graham in Kabecha. Then, um, Brian and Protea Glenn saying, wonderful guest, uh, Mduduzi is one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, and if the artwork, uh, uh, and the artwork gives visual meaning as well. So the exhibition is called Omens of Gratitude and it's an art exhibition, it's a lecture, it's a musical performance and it is uh, put together by pianist Dr. Mduduzi Makatini and Great Joy Ndlovu. Now Great Joy, when you were talking a lot earlier, you said, Something about um, how the audience would receive the Mm. works. And I thought, now there's an interesting word, because you don't really think of audiences as receiving it. It could be a gift that they're receiving, or it could be, you know, audiences come in and they listen, they watch and whatever, but they don't. They actually, as you say, they receive the work. What do you mean by that? 
I think when you're an original and when you're when you're an original artist and you're doing um your work on thetically, it's it's more about you doing an offering to the audience. Mm. You know, for us with this collaboration, we call it a legacy project. It's not like a one night entertainment event. It's a legacy project because there's so much to come after that. So it's more inclined to education and inspiration more than entertainment. So when it comes to receiving, we want to hear feedback. We want to know oh. how can we make it even much more bigger because we want the, the, the idea, we want to take this to museums around the world. We want to make it like a powerful, powerful, powerful project, mm. you know, where we will end up having other artists involved and we make it more interesting and more worthwhile. So, so it's about yeah. a gift that you are offering. Absolutely. And that is then received with gratitude as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So basically we're sharing our gratitude with the audience. And they're receiving it with Absolutely. gratitude as well. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I... Um, I think there are many things to be said, but I, I, I am drawn to the notion of an invitation. And uh, one writer, uh, Babu Ramose, calls it this indeclinable invitation. So when he speaks about... <laughs> he speaks you about, cannot decline <laughs> it. Yeah, he speaks about this invitation to, to dance as a way of thinking about yeah. humanity, but as also as a way of thinking about being. So he, he says that the... the the invitation to dance is an ontological question. Yeah. It's a question of our being and, and how our being really uh, articulates itself through wholeness. Yeah. And so, in other words, in the context of what we do, it's really incomplete until people walk into the room. And the energy field of this work is based on this collective. It's a gathering. And I've been thinking more and more about how these are rituals. And in a context of ritual, really you need the collective to have an agreement. In the case of Ubungoma, when someone is throwing the bones, they constantly invoke this word, Vumanibo. So Vuma means to agree. Mm. So, so I think in many ways, this receiving is an agreement. Wow. That we are indeed connected to one vision. We are indeed in a harmonious uh, uh, relationship. Maybe you could throw the bones for a bunch of our politicians so that they're all in agreement Ooh. as well. Yeah. Well, it's the dislocation with politics. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's if we don't see a place for these fundamental Bantu principles and uh, our politics are really based on Western philosophies, mm. we will struggle because at mm. the core of politics, it's a borrowing. Mm. And you cannot borrow the weapons from the one that's against you. So I think it's a time to really consider indigenous knowledge systems as a place of sharpening our mm. own weapons that we understand better. Yeah. So, so I mean, if politics uh, really want to have some major intervention, they will have to consider how indigenous people had their own systems of yeah. running, of, of being in the world. Yeah. And I think that will produce a new sensibility. Mm. But if we're still operating from a, a Western philosophical standpoint, mm. yeah. we're bound to have a lot of conflict. And, and issues of hegemony and periphery will always creep in. So 
In closing, if people want to attend the event, where is it? Um, so the event is hosted by Untitled Basement in Bramfantine. Love those guys. Yes. So, yeah. So, it starts at 3 p.m. until late, uh, around 11, 12, somewhere there. We'll figure it out. But it starts (laughs) at 3. It starts at 3. Um, Yeah, we're quite quite excited. You know, we can't wait Mm. to see everyone, you know, who is interested to join us. Uh, But we will take it further and we'll make it worthwhile for everyone. Yeah, maybe place. just in terms of the movements. Yeah. So we have the exhibition that opens at three. Yeah. And of course, there is a fee to that. Uh, but we also are aware that there are people maybe that are interested in this, but maybe they want to come in for the lecture onwards. There will be a prize for that too. But also there are people that want to walk in at seven that just want to see the performance where me and, and Great Joy create spontaneously with Kitty with the movements mm. so th- when you get to the door depends what time you get there they still decide. they still room to yeah. negotiate yeah. the price <laughs> <laughs> i think that's absolutely excellent i want to say dr nduduzo makatini great joy and love uh, it has given me great joy to have you in the studio Thank we're you. closing Thank you so off much. with uh, ancient dance and uh, 3 oh. p.m is the place to be and that's it from us here on safm it's no longer Good morning. It's now. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you.